Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is off today. There's Scott Robbins. Hi there. Okay, word was there was a little illness in the family. Okay? Yeah. His family of four. Um, I, I don't think there's anything to the rumor about a meeting with Tucker Carlson. But you don't know what's well, going on right now. He wouldn't tell us anyway. I mean, I mean, Scott, would you leave this show to join up with Tucker Carlson? Because I know I sure as heck would. Yeah. I mean, quick. nothing. No, I mean, loyalty to this show is where I'm yeah, at. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. No, I'm quickly out of here. Yeah. No, I don't think that's really going on. I think there's an illness. but No, there's an illness in the family, and it kind of spreads through families. If you had little kids, you know all about that. That's how it works. Yes, it has nothing to do with Lesbian Visibility Week, as far as we know. But more on that a little bit later. Well, that should be a day off. Well, I don't know what it even means. Because every lesbian I've known or been friends with over time, they were never hiding I mean, they weren't wearing camouflage, yeah. but it's the visibility week. I don't know if there's some sort of campaign. You know, I remember for a while back, there were these accidents with motorcycles, and mm-hmm. it would start seeing motorcycles. Yeah. I don't know if it starts seeing lesbians. I'm not quite sure. But we'll tackle that a little bit later. Are they running across the road? I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't either. The Biden campaign is off and running for 2024. Mm-hmm. You know, he announced yesterday yeah. with video. I didn't want to get out in front of people. Six o'clock in the morning. But then he's speaking at this event in Washington, and he sounds like he is in prime campaign form. Two and a half years ago, well, the supply chain, people look at, I mean, really bright people. Look at uh, the, uh, yeah, the, well, guess what? Because of the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. What? Let's, Let's keep doing this. It's working. Uh, phew, lost my place. What you know, was that? Uh, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Well, guess what? Because of the pandemic. And if it's not that, you know what we need to talk about? Some sort of policy. I think. What? What'd you just say? Policy. Policy. <laughs> oh, well, they used to say policy. I think policy is the new word. Our education policy should reflect what we've learned. We know that there's no, there's no such thing. There's, there's, there's so much more to finish the job, and we can do it. Who is questioning this guy's ability to do the job, huh? Golly. I'm dumbfounded. I had not heard that until right now. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. That opening salvo is really something. Yeah. That's something, all right. Um, wow. Close captioning all the time. Well, I happen to see this, too. Yes. Um, that people were critical of Kamala Harris. Uh, Yeah, I guess you could look at it this way. Again, others might say she is already in prime campaign form. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, she was speaking about abortion rights Uh, and other things. And 
she wants to be profound. You know that. I, that that's the thing, right? Yes. Let's see uh, how she did right. this time. Right. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh. Now, if someone said, hey, oh. what do you think she's getting at there, Scott? I have no idea. I have no idea. That this moment means something, I guess, right? It's incredibly important. She's big on the moment in time thing. Very much so. She loves that. Yeah. Yes. So... Because there are people saying, oh, my gosh, uh, you people on the left want abortion up until the time of birth? Oh, my goodness, no. Look at the polling on that. But somehow it's this, uh, they, they want women to be back in Handmaid's Tale. That's what this is about. You know, what? these aren't two people who own a cleaning service. This is the president and the vice president. Yes. And they just talked total time, cumulative time, for us right there yeah. for like 90 seconds. I have no freaking idea what either one of them were talking about. You can't talk about policy. None. Because the policy is actually upside down but with at the least American I people. I would like to know what they're talking about. But if you sort of make it sound somewhat important, that's what she tries to do. Joe oh. gets lost. It's all comical, really. Gosh dang. But yes, the mega Republicans are looking to take all these gains away. They're looking to go backwards, not into the future again. It doesn't make any sense to me because you talk to people about it. You think about the trans activists right now, what they're trying to accomplish and what's happened in so many different states and what's happened to so many kids mm -hmm. that are caught up in this. Puberty blockers, genital mutilation. It's sick. They can't talk about those things. So all it is is who's the opponent? It's probably these MAGA Republicans. It's going to be Trump, and they want to get in the way of your rights. And trans kids are under attack. And it's but how did any stuff. of that we just heard help that cause even? Because I don't have a slight. I mean, I don't have the slightest idea. Seriously. Well, they're Wh terrible at. I don't what know they what do. Kamala was talking about. I have no clue where Joe was going. It's just a befuddled freaking mess. Yes. Well, again, I don't think they want to talk about specific policy. You know, when you tell children in this country that you can be anything you can't, you want to be, you can be. You can be those two and become president and vice president. Well, there's a price to that. It's your soul. Well, it's your soul for sale. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it was a little time uh, for a cleanup with Karine Jean-Pierre oh, because yeah. I think she got tied up a little bit. Because they were asking, hey, is Biden going to serve the whole second term? I'm not going to get into that. Well, what? that's not the right answer. Well, no. Not at all. But see, Green Jean-Pierre was busy talking about something else that's very important to her yesterday. This week is Lesbian Visibility Week. And as the first openly queer person to hold the position of press secretary for the president of the United States, I see every day how important visibility and representation are. Okay. Today, I'm honored to welcome the cast of The L Word and Generation Q, 
two Showtime series that chronicle the friendship, the love, the challenges, and the triumphs of strong, funny, and resilient queer women. Okay. And by the way, there are some people actually wondering online, is queer women the terminology you're supposed to use now, not lesbian? Has that been replaced? People are confused. Not quite sure. They should have had Kamala explain it. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been much better. To make people more confused. Yeah, that's right. We're not quite there yet. This thing goes on for over a couple of minutes. I'll get to near the end. Okay. Okay, so as she's wrapping that part up. It's important that LGBTQI plus people are represented in government, in shows, in institutions across the country. In government? How about the best people? And if they happen Happen to to fit into a category, fine. Yeah. But, of course, that's the difference in values right now. And this work is more important than ever as the LGBTQI plus community continues to face relentless attacks from some Republicans across the country. Okay. Uh, Now, if a friend says to you, Scott. tired and lame. Hey, Scott. What? KGP there. KJP, what is she talking about? What attacks from the Republicans? What is she referencing? I have no idea. Other than uh, the gender mutilation of children. Do you mean like laws keeping like, pornography out of the grade schools? That, and, yeah, there is that. But no puberty as, blockers. That's known as book banning now, of right. course. That's the title for that. Uh, the puberty blocker things for minors, yeah, they're not okay with that. And that's attacking trans well, kids? Well, that's what they say. They do this okay. all the time. Sorry. right? It's from, violence. It's, it's promoting violence. Well, of course. Okay. Oh, oh, but... So See if this. you hear anything yeah. about violence in here, especially okay. after no. what happened in Nashville. Listen, from books bans to don't say gay laws, MAGA extremists want to roll back mm-hmm. the visibility and progress we fought so hard to achieve. But LGBTQI plus youth are resilient, and you've heard me say this before. You've heard the president say this before. They are fierce. They fight back. Oh, yeah, they do. Imagine you switch all the roles. And that is the Trump press secretary after a mass shooting. They fight back. Violence. Oh, my gosh. Dog whistle. Oh, yeah. They'd be freaking out right now. Of course, a lot of talk over the last few days about Tucker Carlson being out at Fox News. And did that have to do with the board that's in charge? Did it have to do with advertisers and boycotts and it not being as profitable as it could be? There are all these things sort of floating around. And Megyn Kelly, on her podcast, because she was at Fox um, and left there, Mm -hmm. um, spoke about it by saying, you know, I don't know everything, but I can tell you certain things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And apparently Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann. Yes. Used to be with ESPN. That thing's been running on empty for years. Yeah. um, Had tweeted something and someone called that to Megyn Kelly's attention. And knowing how you feel about Keith Olbermann, Scott, yeah, what a joke. I figured you would like what Megyn Kelly had to All say. All right, I want to hear this, yeah. Also a fact check on him. Even uh, Keith Olbermann was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi. He also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker is going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So, first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's all I'm allowed to say about it. 
She got a lot of money when she left. Boatloads. Oh, man. Uh, and as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. Uh, but the record's very clear that I left voluntarily because I wanted to raise my family. Something you don't know anything about. Because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have a cold, lonely life in which you become a bitter, bitter man. Something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday, I hope you have that pleasure. But I... Don't have high hopes it's going to happen. Oh! Yes. Yes. You can't see it, but I'm standing right now. Yeah. Someone threw in the towel. It's Man. over. Man. Oh, my goodness. Just vaporized him. Poof. Gone. And it hurts wow. so much because it's true. It is true. Oh, my goodness. We got a lot to get to. And a California professor charged. This is a crazy sick story straight ahead right here. The Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Main Camp out today. Might be a little illness in the house. There's Scott Robbins. Howdy. I don't think there's anything to the Tucker Carlson rumors. No. David pairing up. But if he did, I wouldn't blame him. No. Heck yeah. Okay. Just going to warn you right now. This story is sick. I can't. It's. Oh, well, my gosh. Is you it just sick? said that. And then you didn't tell me any more about it. So I'm hearing it like you guys are. And at the same time, I think it should be national news. Okay. Saw it in the New York Post. And it's about this California professor by the name of Rod Givens, an associate professor at the University of the Pacific, arrested uh, three, four days ago. Charges including receipt and distribution of images of a minor engaging in sexually explicit conduct. Okay. Okay. The graphic complaint exclude, or, or includes extensive details of the professor's online conversations with an undercover FBI agent posing as a taboo-friendly 30-year-old man who claimed to be sexually active with his 7-year-old niece. Okay, People need to know this kind of freaking sickness is happening. During the exchange that began on Grindr back in late March, Givens said he was experienced with molesting children and expressed interest in meeting the man and his niece, who would be the FBI undercover agent. Said, I would love to have a dad or uncle invite me. Okay. So when discussing then plans to meet, he said he would bring the girl her favorite chocolate bar and an Ariel doll. This guy, Givens, who is 44, also told the undercover agent that he was married to a 35-year-old man from Mexico and that he once molested his husband's 11-year-old nephew while watching television. He insisted little kids are so sexual. These are sick freaking people, man. Yes. Um, Givens also sent the agent self-destructing selfies and also, well, like kid porn stuff. All right. Okay. Time's up. You can no longer walk among the living. Yeah, you're going electric bleachers. Uh, well, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna dispense of you very quickly. So then, a search of the professor's home, uh, and electronic devices uh, happened about a week ago. Agents examining his phone and computer found that he had allegedly exchanged videos of child sexual abuse with other Telegram users. Go around all these people. Well, up. found them all. Yeah. This guy had a BS in religious studies from Lincoln Christian College, in addition to master's degree and doctorate in human resource development. 
He graduated uh, his coursework at the Chicago Theological Seminary. At the time of his arrest, Givens was the Alexandra Green Otteson Endowed Chair for Leadership and Organization Development at University of the Pacific. He also ran a consulting practice. Wow. As it's uh, been said many times, a lot of times Satan doesn't come to you with horns and a tail. Mm -mm. It's disguised as something else. But in this case, we can make sure Satan doesn't walk the earth anymore if that's this guy. If he's a disciple of Satan, then time to take him out. Yes. I'm serious. I'm serious as I can be. You don't rehab these guys. There's no rehabilitation here. And there's not even an opportunity for it. You did it. You're guilty. Guilt. We have oodles of evidence. And uh, you can't be among the living anymore. I do. I hate even talking about those stories. I know. But they're important. That crap is happening. All the time. And I'm afraid it's a lot more than we know. Oh, well, of course it is. So all of a sudden, you know what? You want... <laughs> you know what? I started to say something. I had to stop myself. I was thinking, Scott, as you often say, can both sides, as far as political politically agree on something yeah something can we have and i don't agree even know this? anymore if it yeah. would be agreed hey you want to find common ground with people put more money into finding out who these creeps are yeah but i don't know that, that seems one side to be a bipartisan issue but it's not so much because you have people fighting for the mutilation of children yeah i got a story and puberty up. blockers yep. yep all right Lighter unbelievable note. Yeah, this seems like a lighter note. Very light. Bud Light. Okay, we know the sales are down. Yeah. There's another story. The Bud Light pours have plummeted at bars and restaurants across the country. Wow, there's this technology. Beer board, you ever heard of it? No. Okay. You can see how much beer is being poured at different restaurants and bars throughout the United States. So it's not like waterboarding with beer? No. Okay. A good guess, though. All right. I participated in that one myself, yeah. Well, the week that followed the whole Dylan Mulvaney-Bud Light partnership, uh-huh. Bud Light sales plummeted 11%. Following week, sales crater dropping 21% in volume. Wow. And it's one of those things where they'll tell you, if 21% sort of sounds like a lot, it's a lot. Yeah. Wow. And as you know... um, the marketing person's been put on leave. And then the marketing person's boss at Bud Light has been put on leave. And it's interesting. The spokesperson at Anheuser-Busch said, given the circumstances, Alyssa has decided to take a leave of absence, which we support. Yeah. But then sources say, uh, that was not voluntary. No. Of course not. What other job is it? You screw something up terribly, and you get paid, and you get time off like a vacation. Yeah. That's not such a bad way to go. All right. Biden running for president is elder abuse, said who? Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is off today. Yep. Little illness in the family. Don't believe the rumors. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. I just saw an attack ad, one of those that Trump has on DeSantis, Mm -hmm. run on Fox. And it did remind me of a conversation that I saw with Vivek Ramaswamy. Who is running for president. Who, by the way, every time I see this guy, I think he'd be the best candidate to be president of the United States of anybody currently running or not running. Seriously. I get where you're coming from. I mean, from. I, don't, I don't know anything about I didn't know anything about this guy prior to any of this, but he makes great arguments. He's really super smart. 
It's been he's incredibly successful. And it, it is amazing to me why he's not, unless, well, again, funny name, but I always thought Barack Obama was a funny name, too, <laughs> and he got elected twice. So all I'm saying is that this guy makes more sense to me. Maybe the knives aren't out on him yet. I don't, you know, because they don't take him seriously. Probably. But uh, there is something real appealing about this guy. I agree. Real appealing. I have yet to see him in an interview or talking policy where I didn't agree with what he was saying. Yeah. But he's and, also able to take the and construct the really difficult and make it very mainstreamy. You understand him when he's talking. Yes, that's a skill. Yeah, and for a, for a big brain like his, that's a, that's a tough thing for them to do. Well, and something we'll get to a little bit later on. A lot of people really do feel that it was the interview with him that did end Don Lemon. Oh, he made Don Lemon look like a complete idiot. Don Lemon embarrassed himself because he the was whole befuddled. Thing was, people thought, well, it was Don Lemon. It was, it was these other things yeah. and what he said about women. No, I think it was. I agree. The Ramaswamy interview, but we'll get to that. I think Straw that broke the back. I agree with you there. Yeah, but as far as the question, as far as as he's running for president, running against Joe Biden. You know, his thoughts on that. And I thought this was really interesting because I hadn't heard this take before, but I get it. The essence of what's happening is it is a myth that Joe Biden is actually the one running for president. It is the managerial industrial complex that's actually behind him. And his cognitive failures, that's not just a bug. That is a feature in the same way that it is for John Fetterman as a U.S. senator. The administrative state, the managerial class, can actually control its puppets more effectively when those puppets are literally unable to think. It does strike me closer to a form of elder abuse than it does to the hubris of Joe Biden. That's really what I see in this. And if you go back to the last campaign when Bernie Sanders was leading, who, by the way, just said, yeah, I'm not running, I'm putting my support behind Biden for 24. And remember, all the Democrats got together and said, we can't have Bernie. The powers that be said, we got to back Biden. And I think that's probably true. That was the one they could control. We could take Bernie's policies that Bernie himself could not deliver on, but by with his support, got them to do it anyway. Some of the policies. I mean, of a lot of them. I mean, when you start to look the way this party is now. But it still protected the money. Of the Democrats. Yeah. They were afraid of Bernie. Wall Street was very nervous about Bernie. But the shift, Wall Street was fine with Joe. The shift to the far left has certainly not been uh, mistaken. I've, I've seen this happen time and time again now. Well, I mean, you know, Bernie's got no chance. Oh, no. No, he's not going to run. The other question that came up with Ramaswamy was, hey, you know, you look at this. You look at the polling. 70% don't want Biden to run again. No. And the majority... They don't want Trump to run again either. No. You know, so what do you make of that? Well, look, I, well, look, I think I look at the Democratic Party, first of all, saying that it's not going to host debates. Look at how they're protecting that incumbent. I think we in the Republican Party need to be the opposite of that. We need to lead the way with actual vision. Ask the question of the what and the why. Stop obsessing over who we prop up through the question of the who. That's for the Democratic Party. And so what I see as the opportunity here is for us to actually lead in the conservative movement with vision, Brian. We've talked enough about bashing the Biden agenda. Okay. So this gets into a little political speak. Yeah. Okay. But you tell me, is this just stock sort of speak or is it something a little better than that? No, no one. This part. This part here. What's our own vision? To me, it's a vision grounded on the basic concepts the country was built on. The individual, the family, the nation, God. 
Let's start talking more about those things. And if we're successful in painting the vision of what it means to be American, I think we win this election in a landslide. I'm the first millennial ever to run for U.S. president as a Republican. Biden's literally over twice my age and then some. I think that's going to be a matchup that I look forward to on the debate stage with Biden. <laughs> Boy, howdy, would that be fantastic. Dude, because if you've seen this guy, just like he was debating Don Lemon the other day, he's very calm. But he's armed with facts. He's good at it. We haven't seen him on a debate stage. But you can sort of project what he would be like. I, I wouldn't want to debate that guy. No, no, no. As much as I really, really, really like Ron DeSantis and what he's done in Florida mm-hmm. and how he takes on the media, this guy, no one's talking like this guy. No. No one. I agree with you. I mean, Something in, in different. terms of separating yourself from the pack, he's already done that. Yeah, but it's just there are not and enough And is there people. enough? Right, exactly. And that's the whole idea. When you separate yourself from that, you've got to make sure you've got plenty of cover over here. Okay, look at it this way. We do this every day, yeah. right? Most people don't have time, you know, to get a little bit of news here and there, right? We're still unsure how to pronounce his name. Well, like Vivek Ramaswamy doesn't exactly roll right off the tongue, does it? Well, some people say Vivek. Vivek. Yeah. And you're like, well. Why don't we just shorten it like we've always done? Vic Ramsey. Just go with it. <laughs> think from here on out, I'm just going with V. Okay. <laughs> it's like we're buds, we're tight. Yo, V, what's up? It's all good. I'm for that. Um. Oh, man, I hesitate to bring it up, but probably should. Fauci um, spinning another yarn, as it says in the Daily Wire headline, about how alleged COVID lab outbreak ain't a lab leak. Oh, gosh. Interview with the failing New York Times. Fauci entertained the notion that COVID did emerge from a lab in Wuhan while making the case that such a scenario would affirm his preferred theory of a natural occurrence, perhaps at a nearby wet market. How does that work? If it's not an engineered virus, what actually leaked from the lab? If it wasn't an engineered virus, somebody went out into the field, got infected, came back to the lab, and then spread it to the other people. That ain't a lab leak, strictly speaking. That's a natural occurrence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he'll go on to say that, you know, many experts have said this. That's not true. They did not say that. They did say it was engineered from everything that you can tell. It was not a natural occurrence. Golly. But, I mean, as it's happened so many times in history, you have individuals that are trying to well, rewrite history before it's too late. He's on the CYA tour. Cover your Anthony. <laughs> hey, what a liar. Yes. Well, I thought he was looking forward to all this time off. That's what I thought. Go go, take your time off. But apparently not. Uh, did happen to see this. David's not here, so it's not like we can do a game out of this. But there have been a lot of innovation when it comes to driving a car. Yeah. And people voted. What are the top innovations of all time? Wow. Yeah. Uh, you want me to guess? Uh, you can. Is there, is there 10? There, there are 10. 10? Cruise 10 con- on this list. I think there's more than that. Cruise control? Adaptive cruise control, yes. Yeah. That was... Yeah, that would have been nine. Now, this is all time, right? Yes. Okay, radio? No. Wow. No. Uh, I'll just tell you, multiple airbags. Electric locks. One. Electric locks? No. No? Jeez. Terrible. See, this would have been fun, I kept thinking. I know. Without an opponent, I still lose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost impossible. (laughs) 
again, man, this is one of those things where I think some of the technology and the innovations they're talking about may be something that you or I have never had in a car. Oh, wow. Some of these I've had, but I can't say all of them. Power steering? Well, no, dude, you're <laughs> just throwing it out there. No, someone take the shovel from Scott. Okay, I can't yeah. reach him from All where right. I'm at. I'll be over here digging. I'll be uh, silent now. Uh, GPS satellite navigation was second. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Reversing cameras. Have you ever had one? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> you see, see how this goes now? Parking sensors? Yeah, I don't have that either. Get you close? Yeah, parking sensor next to me. What are you doing? Self-parking systems? I would love to have that. Why? I'd love to have the self-parking system. Why? I can just take my hands off the wheel and just let it go. Are you saying that you're not really good at it? I'm terrible at it. Really? I'll circle the block 20 times. Yeah. Really? I'm terrible at it. Why? I don't, I don't know. I just Have am. you always been terrible I, I Well, not as terrible as I am now. Was this after heart attacks? Yeah. It okay. Was, the distance thing is not good. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Hybrid vehicles is another one they mentioned. Yeah. Oh, you know what? They did mention power steering. Yeah, I thought so. so uh, okay. That was a big interview. That was a big thing, man. Yeah. Did you ever have a car without power steering? I did. I mean, I drove one without power steering. Uh, yes. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of turn into that wheel. <laughs> Not good times. Yeah. Um, mass market electric vehicles. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And then they mentioned Bluetooth. Yeah. It's one of the top innovations of all time. Bluetooth's a good thing. Okay, you put it this way. Say when you first were able to drive. Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe if you're driving your parents' car, you get one. You may not have had the, quote, car stereo. Or if you did, maybe it was just, you know, the radio and then a cassette deck. But to get to the songs you wanted on the album, if you didn't have the mixtape, you were forwarding, stopping, you'd go too far, you'd go back. It was yeah. a nuisance. If so, And you, you could only take so many at a time. Right. When you finally were able to take pretty much your entire music library, and you know now it's you can play any song anytime you want through your car. Yeah. If someone would have told you that when you were sixteen, it would have been mind blowing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just something else you sort of take for granted. What do I do instead? Unless it's somebody else talk usually because I want to know what everybody else is talking well, about. Well, yeah, me too. I do a lot of that too. But it is it is interesting because. The technology changed. I I th I bought a record in three to four different formats. Yes, the A track, the cassette, the album, and the CD, and now the download. Five five different formats. Really? Yeah, I've done that. Brad's greatest hits. D Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> okay, I was just curious. Stop it. Which one? What are you talking? Well, I mean. Kiss, the first Kiss album. That one. Okay. okay. I, just, I was asking. Maybe about everything Rush ever did. Yeah. All right. All right. Bread. Elon Musk had a strong statement about allowing trans treatments on minors. You want to hear that? The news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out today. Little sickness in the family. Yep. Taking care of stuff. Scott Robbins is here. Elon Musk, man, he drove some people on the far left crazy yesterday. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And it was about a story that we had talked about yesterday on the show. Um, it was regarding the story about this 18-year-old male who allegedly died when doctors tried to create a vagina Jeez. for him using part of his colon. Golly. It's just brutal, man. Holy smokes. So Elon Musk tweeted, an 18-year-old boy died when doctors tried to create a vagina for him using part of his colon. 
Scone was used because puberty blockers stopped the growth of his genitals, oh, which meant there wasn't enough tissue to do the penile inversion surgery. Oh. Oh, I know. Oh. He said, this is super messed up. Mature, consenting adults should do as they wish so long as they do not harm anyone else. But this child was too young for any kind of consent. This is the thing. This is the thing. He's spot on. You become an adult, do whatever you want. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, I don't care. I don't care. And I'm not paying for it. But a 13-year-old. But you, a 16-year-old. I, I, again, don't I, don't, I don't understand why we have this argument. I don't get it. I, co- I completely don't understand it. I don't know why you would advocate to have children's genitals mutilated at an age, uh, not an age of consent. I don't get it. Well, not only that, because all the studies, by the time you're 18, 90% have grown out of it. I just don't understand. Well, I really part don't. Part of it is you have a mental illness that want other people to be mentally ill, and another part of it, people want to make gobs of money. Or you have mentally ill people in charge of their children. Yes. That are making these crazy decisions based on a whim. Or a social contagion where you want to be hero parent. Yes. And it's like a trophy. It is really, really something. that This, this is even an argument. Elon goes on. Every child goes through an identity crisis, but leaping to a permanent solution that sterilizes them for life before they could possibly consent for themselves is wrong. Plain and simple. And then he said, comprehensive study in Sweden shows increased suicide. Death for sex reassigned persons was higher than for controls of same birth sex, particularly death from suicide. They also had increased risk for suicide attempts and psychiatric inpatient care. Said, I repeat my statement that any parents or doctors who do this should go to prison for life. Yeah. Yes. Agree. So, and you know, if you don't know the backstory. And I happen to see this at Daily Wire, and I've read about the backstory before that Elon Musk blamed the far left for turning his transgender kid against him because he's talked about it in an interview. It's the 18-year-old biological son of Elon Musk who identifies as female, filed court papers last June renouncing Elon Musk and seeking a name change. Hmm. So in an interview with the Financial Times, Elon Musk said it was the far left that turned him against me. Said it's full-on communism and a general sentiment that if you're rich, you're evil. The relationship may change, but I have a very good relationship with all of the others. Talking about the rest of his kids because he got a few. And then said, can't win them all, which also offended a lot of people. Yeah. But you understand where he's coming from. Yeah, maybe a little callous, yes, but yeah. Well, he's a different cat. Well, of course he is. He's not like any of us, no. I'm I'm trying to remember how many kids is it? Is it five, six, seven? He's got somewhere a bunch. There? He's rivaling a lot of NBA guys. Well, at some point, your chances do dwindle of having a good relationship with everybody. Yeah, just kind well, of I factual. suppose. Yeah, math comes into play. I did see this on a lighter note. Um, <laughs> dating information. This was from Dating.com. They did a survey. Apparently, overbearing moms have a real talent for uh, sabotaging the kids' relationships. Mm, I've heard this. Two-thirds of people say they've dated someone whose mom had a negative impact on the relationship. Half of people said it was the main reason they stopped dating the person. Mm-hmm. So a few stats on that. 78% of single people said being overly close with a mom is a deal-breaker. Uh. 
It depends on what you mean by overly yeah, I, close. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you have to define that, yeah. Yeah. 48% said a partner's mother has tried to pull strings and intervene in a relationship at least once. Now, this is from the ladies. 62% that think that being a, quote, mama's boy suggests a guy is less likely to help with chores like laundry and dishes. Yeah. Uh, that could be. And the worst mama boy traits are not being independent enough and not being able to make decisions. Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Unavailable for comment. And <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is off today. Hoping he's back tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know for sure, but we don't know if he joined Tucker Carlson. We're not sure. And there's Scott Robbins. That's just a rumor. I think there's a an illness in the family. But more on that a we little bit later. We don't think we know. But yes. Nothing serious. No, no. Just it's like anything else. You get kids. You guys know this. Just one person gets it. Everybody gets it, generally speaking. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of Tucker Carlson, broken his silence. Yeah. Just saw this from Daily Wire. Um, the headline, Tucker Carlson breaks silence after ouster from Fox. Offers three-word response to Biden officials celebrating his removal. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, me too now. Says in the story, Carlson regularly hit the U.S. military under President Joe Biden's leadership for focusing on woke initiatives instead of focusing on being the most lethal fighting force on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, yeah, he took did. that task several times. I agree with him. So one senior uh, defense official told Politico, it didn't want his name to it, we're a better country without him bagging on our military every night in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Correction, sir, that would be millions. Anyway, official claiming that Tucker Carlson made a mockery of the free press and repeatedly cherry-picked department policies and used them to destroy DOD as an institution. Good riddance. You know what? The free press does fine on their own of making a mockery of themselves. They leave it wide open for people like Tucker Carlson. You dopes. <laughs> Look inward. I mean, no kidding. God, well, that dang. struck a nerve, didn't it? Well, it does. I That whole, he's responsible for the degradation of journalism. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> so Tucker responded to a request for comment from the publication. As far as Defense Department officials being happy about his departure from Fox, replying in a text message, ha, exclamation mark, I'm sure. That's it. That's it. I'm sure they are happy. You know what, man? The way you just brought that up as far as the free press. Yeah. Tucker ripping on that. Yeah. I remember this was just about a year ago when Tucker had Glenn Greenwald on, independent journalist. He would have Greenwald on a lot. Um and always worth watching, in my opinion. But he was talking about how times had changed. And this is interesting, especially 
after you talked about the free press and look in the mirror sort of thing. What has happened is in the Trump era, the media convinced itself, the corporate media, that the real threats to the United States were no longer the CIA and the Pentagon and the NSA and Wall Street and Silicon Valley, all of whom are on their side and trying to undermine Trump. It's the Trump movement and people who are conservative. Those are criminals in their eyes. And they've moved their their media lens from the people who used to be the target of it, people in power centers, to individual citizens whose only crime is that they have the wrong ideology. And they're using their vast resources. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, not to challenge actual power centers, but to destroy and wreck the lives and reputations of people who they regard as having the wrong politics. That's all this is about. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. You know, I mean, the first one to draw a big red circle around that was Limbaugh, probably. Yeah. I'll credit him with that. And Tucker just took it to the next level. Agree. I mean, took it to the next level. And these guys, the thing is, these guys had their way for so long, no one dared question motive or slant on anything they ever did. Oh. They got away with it forever, for a long, long time. Until somebody finally went, hey, this is wrong. These people are in in the bag for the uh, for the Democratic Party. This is garbage, and all of a sudden we start to critically look at what we're actually being reported mm-hmm. and questioning it. No one ever did that before, and now you start to mess with stuff you're not supposed to ever mess with. Also, at that time, you think about it, and I know you had your heart attacks in 2015. And yeah. We talked about it many times yeah. of watching how you know media treated the Trump situation and the Russia collusion and all these different all things, and you started to realize they lie to people on purpose. This is happening every day. And it was this sort of awakening for people going, I can't believe this has actually happened. Yeah. And then Tucker really took it to another level. He did. When he came into Fox. And now I don't think there's any going back because we've all learned we can't trust these people, including Fox News. But they couldn't make an argument to the contrary. All they could do is say blasphemy. Anti-American, yes. uh, violence, those words. That's all they had. Conspiracy theory. Right. They had, to, right. They, had to, they had to frame it that way because they had no other argument because they knew he was right. They knew it. This was interesting because, you know, Rupert Murdoch, okay, he's got Fox News, Wall Street Journal. I see the headline of the Wall Street Journal. Tucker Carlson's vulgar, offensive messages about colleagues helped seal his fate at Fox News. Yeah, where's all this coming from now? And I'm reading this because the sub-headline is primetime host called senior executive the C-word in redacted missive. Network grew wary of further embarrassment from possible disclosure. So as it goes into this story, it says there's this trove of emails and texts from Fox executives and hosts part of the Dominion lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the discovery was something maybe they didn't want to go through, so they settled for half of what Dominion wanted, some crazy $1.6 billion or whatever. And so it says in this story, on Monday, Mr. Carlson's famously combative stance toward members of Fox News management and other colleagues caught up with him as the network abruptly announced it was parting ways with him just minutes after informing Mr. Carlson of the charge. Um, the private messages in which Mr. Carlson showed disregard for management and colleagues were a major factor in that decision, according to people familiar with the matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're like, all right, how bad was it? What What are we talking about? Um, reservations for a while had been mounting with Fox's management. Risks Mr. Carlson presented for the network 
Some of the people pointed to concerns that the populist firebrand had come to believe himself bigger than the network, a cardinal sin in Rupert Murdoch's empire, and was increasingly operating on his own island. Well, we're about to see if he was right. I'll bet on it. <laughs> Me too. That's not to say Fox will be absolutely destroyed no. or whatever, but Tucker's going to do just fine, probably better. And it's interesting to me when he gets this whole thing. Okay, he called someone the C-word, someone in management. Mm -hmm. well, what exactly was that whole story? Uh, you go deeper into the story. It says there had been a growing sense that Mr. Carlson couldn't be managed and viewed himself as untouchable. Okay, well, did you see his ratings? Right. And then he had, you know, on Fox Nation, all the documentaries, all of that stuff. Um, and they thought after, you know, this whole thing with Dominion, they were unafraid, or they were afraid he would be unafraid to just keep doing what he had been doing. So the whole thing with him referring to this, you know, senior person as the C word, it got redacted. And they told Tucker that, hey, that was redacted. And Tucker, to his staff, said, I didn't want him to redact it. I want everybody to know what I think of her. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. was the surprising thing to me. But, I mean, that's what you're dealing with. I mean, love him or hate him, I think most of the time he's going to tell you how he feels. I don't think he's going to shy away from that. We'll see where all of this goes and what his next plans are. But Megan Kelly was reporting yesterday he's not actually fired. He's got a lawyer, and they're still trying to figure out what is the money he's going to get to go. A big old golden parachute. Something like that. Although he's not retiring either. So. No, he's not. So, yeah, there's a whole lot going on with that. Meanwhile, as you know, the Biden campaign kicked off yesterday. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What, do you think uh, this is some sort of comedy routine? It's so funny because I wanted to finish the sentence that Biden had. It's time to finish the job. Yes. Of destruction. We haven't done it completely yet. Give me four more years and we'll have this thing. It'll it'll build turn into a gravel pit. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was the other thing that you brought up, but we hadn't played the clip yet. He was lying about Gramps again? Yeah. <laughs> For no good reason. This really trips your trigger, I, doesn't no, it, I, I do, I, But these unforced errors and all this stupid stuff. Uh, but all right, here's the clip. Roll yeah. it out. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in no, two didn't. weeks before I was born. But my grandpa was from, as they say in Maryland, from Balmer. And he worked for the American Oil Company. Hmm. And his job was to open up new gas stations around the country. Okay. Back in the late of the 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. And guess what? What? People didn't want those gas stations because they didn't want all those, how many thousand gallons of oil or sitting, gasoline are sitting below the surface in my neighborhood? Yeah. That's where it is with electric. First of all, for the record, yeah. Grandpop died in Baltimore, Maryland in September of 1941. Joe Biden wasn't born until November of 42 in Scranton, Pennsylvania. These are easily verifiable facts. <laughs> So, in fact, Joe was not born where Grandpop passed. <laughs> no, he wasn't. That part is, that part is undeniably <laughs> untrue. Undeniably. It's just funny to me. Now, I understand where you're coming from. It's the he stuff is that ticks cobbling you together bits and pieces of things that are just floating through his adult brain, or he actually believes this stuff. Yeah, it, I think that's one of the 
lesser damaging lies, but yes, he confused and everything but else. But does he legitimately know he's lying? Or does in his brain, did Baltimore just flash in his brain, he just I, said it? I, I don't, don't even know. The guy's been lying forever. Remember but, the plagiarism case? Yeah, but I, I mean, mean... Dude, he, that's his deal. That's And media has never reported on that since the late 80s. I mean, this was right around the same time that his dad professed to him that same-sex marriage was okay. Oh, right. Remember that? was that? just a couple yeah. of months ago. Yeah, 1947. Yes. Well, if you missed it earlier, the campaign, again, off to a roaring start. Two and a half years ago, well, the supply chain, people look at, I mean, really bright people. Look at uh, the, uh, yeah, the, well, guess what? Because of the pandemic. What is Why are those people <laughs> laughing? Are they laughing at him or with him or because they're uncomfortable? I think it's the uncomfortable, like he's lost his place. Like they're just chortling like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Look at uh, the, uh, yeah, the. That's uncomfortable. That? And that's not like comedy routine that you're going to the comedy store to get some laughs. I mean, you're like, <laughs> oh, is he losing it? Well, guess what? What? Did he put on like a big funny hat at that no. time? Or no. Was he a prop comic? What is going on? No. It was like the polishy line. Our education policy should reflect what we've learned. Yeah. We know that there's no, there's no such, there's, 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 there's so much more to finish the job, and we can do it. <laughs> Work on finishing that sentence first. You got a headache, man. You can start with small goals. Jeez. Nothing wrong with him. He's fit. The cognitive test. No, we don't need that. Okay. Golly. <laughs> News update from the campaign straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Well, he's out today. I think the family's a little ill. He's taking yeah. care of stuff at home. Yeah. Scott Robbins is here. Um... The Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, Edge. Yeah. Not happy with Republicans. Uh, thinks maybe they're getting in the way of repairing bridges and increasing transportation safety. Didn't they just give him like $1.3 trillion? Some crazy, stupid amount of money to do all this? They're still standing in the way, Scott. Of what? Of his well, progress he's made? I'll let him Shut speak. Up. All right. Because he was doing an all-important interview with The Daily Show. Okay. Um... Who asked, as far as, you know, the bridges, the roads, all of that. I think some Republicans are stalling on this. Is it because they're too busy focused on starting culture wars? Well, I do think the, the culture wars uh, are getting in the way sometimes. I mean, uh, just the other day I was testifying in the appropriations subcommittee explaining how our budget was going to help with things like railroad safety, air traffic control, and other transportation needs. And we had to take a break so that they could all go and vote on a bill to kick uh, transgender teenagers off of sports teams. That was the priority. That's called protecting women's sports, Pete. What kind of a the, jackass journalist asked that question to? It's the Daily Show, dude. Okay, that's terrible as well. <laughs> that's terrible. Which terrible. is so funny. They had to take a moment out to go protect women's sports. While I failed to tell you right now, I also had to let you know again that we have, well... Racist train travel and racist roads 
and racist flights because everything became racist when I became the transportation secretary. Well, one thing he has done is he's created equity. Everything sucks. <laughs> he goes on. Uh, for the House GOP that day. So these things really are getting in the way of our ability to get work done. We're literally building bridges, and they're literally banning books. Yeah, let's literally biological males these guys. go trounce the ladies. Cow. Okay, get over yourselves. Just stop it. Is the Department of Transportation going woke? <laughs> I, I don't think it's woke to build good infrastructure. I just saw Fox News taking a run of me for uh, the work that we're doing uh, on uh, safety, including uh, the use of crash test dummies that simulate uh, men, women, and children. Uh, and somehow this is, is, is considered a, a woke priority to have female crash test dummies, even though that's something that's been around for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. You can't make that up. Man, oh, man. Dude, you're a laughing stock. Pete. Yeah, you're just you're, you're a punchline. I mean, nobody takes you seriously. Did anyone nobody ever does. know that there wasn't a difference as far as the crash test dummy? By the way, the Babylon Bee had some fun. I don't know if you saw the headline of the Bee. It. Oh, female crash test dummy says she doesn't know how the car got totaled. <laughs> Got to have a sense of humor. I'm sure there was shrieking going on in the but left. But I, I, I would, Pete, isn't Pete a big proponent of uh, non-gender identity? I don't know, man. I think there'd be Changes. no difference. It'll be evolving. You know that. It always is. This guy. Did you see Steven Spielberg hmm. making news because he regrets editing the guns out of E.T.? Huh, I was surprised to hear this. Yeah. Because he edited out the guns held by government agents and replaced them with walkie-talkies. That was when E.T. celebrated its 20th anniversary in 2002. Um, but for the 30th anniversary, he brought the guns back. So he's doing an interview, Time Magazine, and he said it was a mistake. Stephen said, quote, E.T. is a product of its era. Well, yeah. No film should be revised based on the lenses we now are either voluntarily or being forced to peer through. All our movies are a kind of signpost of where we were when we made them, what the world was like, and what the world was receiving when we got those stories out there. Well, the same grace isn't given to Sean Connery or John Wayne, who were products of their generation and their age. Oh, if you go by that, we can review a whole lot well, of yeah, movies exactly. now, Stephen. Yeah. Yes, this is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Well, usually this time I ask David the biggest story, but you are the one that's got to fill those new shoes, Mr. Robbins. Biggest story today is what? Oh, wow. I guess it was uh, Joe Biden and uh, his warbling through uh, his pre-election or his, his pre-announcement or post-announcement that he's running for president again. Yeah. Look at, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, well, guess what? Man, get because of the pandemic. Yeah, pandemic fault. It's just Not default to the word pandemic. Yes. When anything is going to hell in a handbasket, just default to pandemic. Well, we'll get to more of that. Also. Or mega pandemic. Yeah. Why did Don Lemon really get fired? Hmm. I think there's more to that. And a great story, man. There's four people invaded a home. They didn't know the homeowner was packing. Got a little surprise. Get to that straight ahead as well. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp off today. Little illness in the family. Taking care of business. Everybody, everybody will here. be fine. Nothing serious. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Um, 
Words of inspiration? I think of this moment as a moment that is about great momentum. Yes. Kamala Harris. Always good to fire up the troops, huh? God, you just get dumber when you hear that. Okay. I mean, that, she's not even done yet. Listen, man. This is a glass ceiling breaker inspiring millions across America. You know what? You can look at it this way, too. Glass ceiling breaker, okay. But it's going to make it tougher for everybody else who wants to follow because everybody's going to look at it and go, doofus. Like really didn't earn it. You know. Just a box checker. Only got it because of the color of her skin. Right. Yeah. Maybe. And when you talk about people breaking glass ceilings, and there's been very, a lot of very admirable people, Jackie Robinson could play. Yeah. He was a great player. You're saying she's not a great player? I'm saying she's terrible at it. Yeah, she's not very good. And it's a shame that she carries that torch. Well, you know, I was looking through some different stories about, you know, Biden running again. There was one in the Wall Street Journal. Um, I don't agree with all of it, but parts of it. The reason they're putting Biden back out there, because it didn't look like they were going to six months ago. Right. They said one of the other reasons they lay out some, but one was the fear bordering on panic that they might be stuck with the demonstrably poor political talent of Vice President Kamala Harris as their nominee. Oof. Because how would they handle that? Well, if they didn't get behind her, then you would be called sexist and racist oh, and sure. some yeah. other ist. Mm-hmm. More than likely. So that was one of the reasons. You know, they were laying it out that, you know, Biden desperately wants Trump to be the nominee oh, for yeah. the Republicans. Yeah. And I think that is true. That is absolutely true. And they lay it out that he won in 2020 by campaigning largely as the anti-Trump. That's true. Yeah. And when you saw the rollout yesterday, it was pretty much anti-Trump more than anything else. It wasn't, here's the accomplishments from the Biden administration. Not at all. No. So campaign strategy of putting Trump front and center. They also would say work to minimize Democratic losses in 2022. Some people would debate that, but others certainly believe it. And the party is rolling it out again as Democratic prosecutors line up to keep Mr. Trump center stage with real and potential criminal indictments designed to stretch from here to Election Day. And yes, it does have that effect on people. Even if you're one that has thought, you know what, I think the party would be better to get behind a Ron DeSantis. Younger, fresher, doesn't have all the baggage. As soon as you see, you know, the raid on Mar-a-Lago or this phony lawsuit from Alvin Bragg, you're like, go get him, Trump. I mean, that's part of the effect. Mm -hmm. It it does happen. Said, well, you can't run on his record. That's something else uh, Wall Street Journal said unprecedented federal spending that contributed to the worst inflation of 40 years, declining, declining real incomes. You see that stat, by the way? Yeah. Average yeah. family has gone backwards $7,400 a yeah. year. That's pretty significant. Holy smokes. And then when it says worsening culture wars and growing disorder and declining U.S. influence in the world, the worsening culture wars, there's always been the, quote, culture wars. This is an assault on freaking reality now. It's not enough to say worsening culture wars. No, I mean, this is insanity, what families are facing right now. But he's going to run on that. 
and, 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 and trans kids. Yeah, Attacks on trans kids. Run on that, we man. see you. It's going to be if we don't allow it to happen, they'll kill themselves. I, we've all we've heard all of this. All you can It'll do just is just be amped up more. Just keep keep giving facts to people. That is not true. No, I know, but you know, it's gonna. It's that's what they're going to do. And the woman's right to choose. They're taking it away yes. from you. They hate women and hate women's rights. And meanwhile, every man could become a woman. By the way, Go since figure. it seems like you want to hear some more Kamala, just uh, recent Kamala. Uh, yeah. I, Wasn't this in Reno where she's talking the all-female legislature and she was so excited about it? She almost said, these are some bad female dogs. Really? Because that's like a ter- term of endearment. Well, she is uh, close to the rappers. Here you go. And I thank and I met with the legislators who are here and your legislative leaders and that majority female yeah. legislator legislature that you've got here. Some bad people. <laughs> That's all it takes. They really are. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> they are. They're so good. She couldn't name one piece of legislation any of them have sponsored. <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. Oh, buddy. Oh, by the way, the border crisis that we got, you know, she was going to be the border czar. She yeah. is the border czar. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to get to the root causes. Yes. Still uh, working on that, aren't we? Well, I can tell you this. The root cause of the border crisis. Yes. Trump administration. Oh, well, have we figured this out now? Apparently. Even after all this time and all these visits and... Roll it. At least 10,000 migrants every day at the border. How are you getting ready for that? So you probably know that under the prior administration, they essentially dismantled the system and broke it. And we have been, since we came in office, attempting to fix it in a number of ways, which includes... Fix it? How? No, there's like... Seven million people that have poured through. You're attempting to fix it. We she didn't get, have that before. What are you talking about? Going to go with the more border guards now nonsense too. Here you go. More judges, more personnel. Make- judges. How about more people on horses? How about <laughs> more people to stop people from crossing? Yeah. Can we do that? Making sure that we secure the border, but that we have also we secure the border. That should be first. Yeah, but here comes the caveat. You know that. I'm guessing it's got to be in a humane way. Absolutely. I think no. you're right, yeah. But you stand there with a gun. You're not coming in. No. You don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. We have a way for you to do this, and this is That's not humane. the way it's done. That's humane. We're telling you what will happen yeah. if you don't. Making sure that we secure the border, but that we have also an immigration system that is fair and humane. Yeah. Same old stuff. And same when nonsense. we think about the lifting of Title 42, that priority is going to continue. Mm-hmm. Just absolute nonsense. Yeah, again, I mean... Doesn't it's make the any same sense. tired every, everything, fair and equitable. Yeah, it, the border is closed. Uh, yeah. blah blah, freaking blah, and we know it isn't. We, you're, you know, talk to anybody who lives in a border town for crying out loud. State of emergency declared. Yes, I mean it, it's all uh, right. Moving on. Yeah. We talked a little bit about so frustrating. Though. I know. It really is the firing of Tucker Carlson, and really to compare that with Don Lemon, it just sort of happened at the same time. You can't really compare the two. No, no. You as far can't. as importance. No. As some people jello. Whatever. Don's 12-member family that were watching are pissed. <laughs> but besides that, no one cares. Well, seriously, what are the numbers? Like three and a half million a night for Tucker? Yeah. And like and then he had 300 all the documentaries. for Don Lemon. Yes. Yeah. Not even close. No. 
Okay, anyway, and 10 times the audience. What's come out is the last draw for CNN was that back and forth with the GOP candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, you called that. Like, well, dude. Yeah. He's just trying to give him facts, and yeah. Don is playing this race card if you forget how this went down last week. I don't really see what one has to do. He's talking about the Second Amendment for yeah. black people. It was fought for, and Don wasn't having it. The other, especially consider, and using the Civil War to talk about black Americans, that war was not fought for black people to have guns. That's, that's, that's not... That war was fought for black people to have freedoms in this country, yeah. actually. That's why the Civil War was fought. Okay. And the sad part about it... that wasn't fought for, for black people to have guns, I think. Actually, you know, no funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. And I think that that's black, one of the lessons that we still learned. aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree well with you country. on that, Don. I disagree with you. I think you're doing a disservice well, to our country okay. by failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have you are equality black before the law. And you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned that, oh, that I disagree. three different we can't have this conversation because of the color of your skin. That's right. You don't qualify. You can't have an opinion. Oh. Yeah. Wow. John, I think we have to be able here. to talk about these issues in the open regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that, compare that to 1865 and 1964, I think to absolutely have equal rights in this actually, I, I think it's insulting to black people. It's insulting to me as an African American. I don't want to sit there and argue with you because it's infuriating for you to put, that, to put those things together. It's not right. It's historical fact. Your telling of history is wrong. Your, what, what, you're what part of the history was wrong? That the Civil War was fought. You're making people think that the Civil War was fought for black people, only for black people to get guns and for black people to the have The Civil War was fought for rights. black people in this country to get freedoms, a noble mission. And I think... And it, and it just went on. But people are saying that was actually the final straw. So... That was embarrassing. Vic was on with Megyn Kelly yesterday. And so she played part of that clip. And said, well, what do you think about, I mean, you really had something to do. Do you think that was pretty much it, getting the guy fired? Here's Ramaswamy. I, I think I did, and I think that that's a net positive. Look, I actually want to be really clear about this. It all comes down to what the mission of your organization is. If CNN's mission is to advance a woke progressive orthodoxy, Don Lemon is a perfectly fine host to have on air to cut off guests, to tell people they can't speak based on the color of their skin, because that does represent a worldview that exists in the country. So <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant line, yeah. man. I'm telling you, this guy, I'm more impressed with him every day. But to his point... CNN yeah. was supposed to be doing something different. If that's aligned with your mission as an organization, that's a perfectly sensible decision to keep that person. But what Chris Licht, the new CEO of CNN, who I've met, who I've had an open exchange and dialogue with, you know, number of number of weeks or months ago, if he means what he says, and it sounds like he does, that they want to be moved towards being a more open platform for diverse views, then I don't think that type of host actually makes sense in that organization. So, yeah, which is true. I mean, if you go back to that time and we played the clip before of Don Lemon early on, he was that guy. Oh, where you're talking about yeah. black people should pull up their well, pants and, there was and an open, pick up your garbage. There was and, an open and honest dialogue with Don Lemon at that point in time. He became poisoned by Donald Trump. Oh, and, yeah. That's and, like and the whole world Everything thing, man. went 180. And, and yes. he also, the, the seals that feed him loved him. Yes. And that's the world he lived in. Everybody's patting right. him on the back and how great you are. And right. Bob bought into it. And see you, Don. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to land. It's going to be tough. See a guy at Wingstop that owns the Wingstops? Invited him to come work for Wingstop. 
<laughs> True story. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, open invitation. They'll get you a job at Wingstop. Uh, speaking of Second Amendment, um, a homeowner in Pennsylvania, uh, they took advantage of that right. Because they had four home invasion suspects come into the house. Golly. In the middle of the night. Um, they were identified as, let's see, Melito Delgado, 45, Michael Mataz, 29, Francis Ferrando, 23, and Anthony Santiago, 29. One of the residents turned the tables on the men, opening fire on Uh-oh. them. Uh-oh. This was struck seven times in the back. Mm. He, you know, he's in the hospital. It looks like he's in critical but stable condition. Rondo was shot once in the leg. Um, they have three of them now, and one is on the loose, but they're pretty sure they're going to get him, too. You never see stories like that legacy like no. media as far as when you're talking about, no. you know, the right to have a gun. They don't apparently like those stories. Not quite sure why. Four guys show up in your house. Yeah. Uh, Leah Thomas, remember the male swimmer? Yeah. Biological male? Yeah. Accuses female critics of being afraid to express their transphobic beliefs. Okay, shut up. Yeah, we'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out today. There's Scott Robbins. No, I don't think Van Camp's meeting with Tucker Carlson, but if he is, best of luck, dude. Don't blame him. Just kidding. You start to look at me, Scott, like you believe me. I'm joking. No, I, I know. Well, I didn't. I mean, I heard a little bit from him last night, but that was about <laughs> it. I don't I don't know if you have different conversations with no, him or not. See, I don't not know. Not at all. No. All right. Uh, man, Biden's holding a uh, news conference. Today. Yeah. I, well, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's, it's really not taking questions yet. Maybe a little South bit later. Korea. Um, I watched this morning, and they did the uh, Hail to the Chief song. Yeah. And he came out, and I swear to you, man, it's that look he has anymore, that glazed-over look like there's nothing going on. I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I just it, It's saw... like there's there's no light there. It's just this whole weird... And it's that gait he's got, like that shuffly sort of walking. Yes. Really weird, man. And today was... Like it's bionic. Yes, yeah. But the eyes are just, there's just nothing, doesn't seem to be anything there. Someone recently put together a montage video of him turning when no one's there. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Holy smokes. It's like whoever's got the joystick operates it wrong and damn. He turned the wrong way. Oh, goodness. Ted, Ted, right, right. (laughs) See, what did he stumble over just a little while ago? I also affirmed our shared commitment. We together shared our firm shared commitment to stand with the people of Ukraine. Just, man, it's just, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mentioned Leah Thomas, <laughs> the biological dude, won all the NCAA swimming last year, all the events, right? Has uh, made some comments on a podcast saying, um, you know, this letter sent to the NCAA um, about trying to protect women's sports. Uh, Thomas said, they're like, oh, we respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman, whatever. We respect her identity. We just don't think it's fair. He said, you can't really have that sort of half support where, like, I respect you as a woman here, but not here. You can't do that. You can't sort of break down me as a person into little pieces. They're using the guise of feminism to sort of push transphobic beliefs. No. I think a lot of people in that camp sort of carry an implicit bias, bias against trans people. 
but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or speak that out. So they just try to play it off as this sort of half support. At the end of the day, everybody's trying to, under a true feminist, it's everybody trying to come together to sort of break down these patriarchal ideas of what a woman is and who can be a woman and that sort of open that up to the very broad range of possibilities that there are. Listen, a lot of times people don't say what they think because they think it's nice not to. Or okay? they're fearful. Most people it. think, listen, yeah. it's a mental disorder, okay? And there's pity there. There's compassion. There's true compassion. No one would wish that on someone. However, you can't pretend to be a woman and then go compete against, well, biological women. It's not fair. Can you have a baby? No. Okay, then. So th we live in a reality. You don't get to play pretend except when you're a kid. Jeez. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is off today. Hope he's back tomorrow. Yeah. Well, maybe. We'll see, man. Yeah, we'll see this in the family. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so the Biden campaign 2024 is off. It's rolling. Mentioned earlier, <laughs> off to a roaring start. It's of rolling course. all right. Yeah. Two and a half years ago, well, the supply chain. People look at, I mean, really bright people. Look at uh, the, uh, yeah, the, well, guess what? Because of the pandemic. That's another go-to. Uh, get lost. Well, guess what? Dude. What? The thing is, I don't. He jumped there, didn't he? Seemed like it. I mean, he gave up on the pandemic thing. He just said it. Yeah. And without any follow up at all. And then it was on to. It sounded like onto something else while the nervous laughter was taking place. Yes. Yes. Then we also highlighted. He Golly, was, man. You know, talking not policy, policy, something like that. Our education policy should reflect what we've learned. Right, of course. Policy should. Yes. And I know people say, hey, you're making fun of a guy with a son. No, that, we're not. No, we're not. We just had a clip from him yesterday from, what, 2007? Sounds yeah. like a different person. Completely different person. Now, you know what? I haven't heard all of this yet. It's fresh because he's doing a little news conference. First yeah. one in over a month. Okay. And talking about South Korea, talking about, you know, support for Ukraine. Well, South Korea is in town, yeah. And support for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Okay, that that ticks off Russia. And then you got Russia and China together. And then you got North Korea. Korea. So uh, are you afraid, Mr. Biden, that, that you could anger China? North Korea, maybe? And this is how he answers the question. Maybe this is coherent. We'll see. My desire to increase U.S. manufacturing and jobs in America is not about China. I'm not concerned about China. What? Remember, America invented a semiconductor. We invented it. We used to have 40% of the market. And we decided that what we're going to do over the past, I don't know how many decades, we decided that it was going to be cheaper to export jobs 
and import product. Oh, you mean the ruling class sold out to citizens? I'm sorry, capitalism, whatever. Yeah, Joe, you're, you're good at getting rich off of people. Anyway, go ahead. And long came the pandemic. And the pandemic taught us that we used to have, as I said, 40% of the market just some years ago. Now it's down to 10%. And again, we invented the supercomputer. We got, so I decided to go out and see what we could do. What was do. that? I don't know. Yeah, Something super obvious. And we invented the supercomputer. Super. Okay. We got, so I decided to go out and see what we could do to increase our hold on the market once again. And so what I did was I went uh, around the country. We had it. We lost it to get the hold of it again. All right, go ahead, pick it up. Well, oh, what do you get, boy. this 30 more seconds? Yeah. All right. And so what I did was I went around the country as well as an additional passing the Chips and Science Act. I, in fact, increased our hold on the market once again. I don't know if that was a skip in the tape or right. if he, I don't know. It sounds like he repeated that. But that's a recording of it, and I don't know that that was actually him repeating it or actually a repeat in the recording. Sometimes you're not quite sure. I think we booked Super G for the show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a fascinating Boy, I'm interview. Sure, I'm sure there's going to be some yeah. greatest hits mm -hmm. coming out of this. Oh, yeah. If, uh, well, today is anything like the past. Okay, other stuff going on out there. As we mentioned, you know, you're trying to figure out, so Biden is running. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem for a while like that was going to happen. The failing New York Times actually had the piece on Sunday. The guy's too old, paraphrasing. And it seemed like the knives out. And I don't know if he didn't get the memo or he decided he's going to run anyway. They got together with Kamala. Hey, are you in? Yeah, we'll do this again. They're saying the power brokers in the Democratic Party, the ones that really run things, are too afraid of going with someone else. And I wonder if when we saw Gavin Newsom more on a national stage within the last couple of months, he may have failed the test. Well, he again, look at his record as governor. It's a freaking unmitigated disaster. But look at Biden's record as the president. I understand that. That's what I mean. There's no bench. You're trading one awful person for another. The other one's just shinier. Well, you can't fool all the people all the time. But if you fool half the people again through another election, you can get him elected again. Just get somebody of substance. I mean, there isn't anybody on that bench, apparently. No, that's that's my yeah, point. It. So they feel like, okay, we can go with that. And I think it has been pointed out that it's not really Biden running things. It's the far left power brokers. Now, I haven't that are heard much things. talk about the J.B. Pritzker thing recently. No, dude. Come any, on. No. no, I'm. Well, no. listen. He was talking about it earlier. His people were. There's no. And he way. was going to make a run because he's done a fabulous job in Illinois I know, too. It was him. He and turned Whitmer, it around, man. <laughs> him and yeah. Whitmer in Michigan. And yeah, Newsom. All, yeah, all the Midwestern governors. Yeah. No. We know that's not even in the realm of possibility. They were also totally afraid of Kamala Harris. And I mean, yesterday out there and it was word salad again. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. Oh, gosh. That... And to be able to contextualize <laughs> it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. What a garbled bunch of nonsense. Are you realizing where we're at right now? The time 
and space that we're actually in at this moment. I think Axel Rose put it best. We're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. Do you know where you are? Yes, I know where I am. Gosh dang, man. When I heard that, all I could think was, yes, it is an assault on reality unlike we've ever seen you know, in this lifetime. For those of us who grew up in the 70s and, in your case, the 80s, yeah. and the uh, the bags of weed were readily available, yeah. um, she sometimes sounds to me like somebody who is half-gassed. Yes. Yeah, am I, I wrong about I that? It. No, no, no. I mean, there's like a hint of like a, a stoner in there, right? I have another clip of her. I can't even remember where this was from talking about nature and it'll heal itself. Talk about green energy crap. Yeah, it's all this, you know. All right, let's see. Pink Floyd nonsense that comes up. All right, so everyone is sitting around. You're listening to either Presence from Zeppelin or it's Dark Side Side of the the Moon moon. again. And the bong's getting passed. Let's try to hear Kamala's voice through that lens. Go ahead. But it is also what we have to do to build up resilience, both in terms of infrastructure, as you might think of it in terms Mm -hmm. of building, but also natural infrastructure. So bringing the natural habitat back and strengthening that, because, you know, nature has given us some solutions to these issues. And so when we invest in growing and and supporting nature and the natural. Okay, hold on a second, because we got like another 15 seconds. Yeah. All right. To pad your argument. Yeah. Okay, if you were stoned, yes. I'm guessing the takeaway could be, wow, that is deep. Right. That, she's really smart, man. And then later someone says, well, what exactly? What did she explain? I don't know, man. Nature. It's good. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're you get back to it. 100% accurate on that because if even if we did it here, not stoned, yeah. if somebody would say, what did she just say? What was her point? I don't have any idea. That gets completely lost in translation. I have no idea. Like getting None. back to nature, but it's going to heal I, I, us? Gonna, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know what know. sort of mystical, magical nonsense that is. All right. Well, we got 15 seconds. All right, go. Load up on the shrimps. Here we go. Um, elements um, that allow yeah. for resilience, we will cover a number of things, including the extinction of species, as well as what we need to do to diminish and minimize the harm from extreme weather that conditions. Oh, I just don't. And everybody plays along like they nod because I think everybody's afraid to say, I don't even know what you meant. What did you just mean by that? Well, yes. I, In mean, I, think, I mean, every time she speaks, you've articulated this better than anybody I know. And from knowing each other 30 years, there have yeah. been different times where people have explained things to us on a number of different levels. Yes. It could be something to do with financial reports. It could be with you know, radio engineering, whatever it might be. Yeah. And no one says anything because you're like, I don't know exactly what that means. And then later on, you would say, what did they just say? Right. And you're afraid to admit it because you're afraid you're going to look stupid. Right. Yeah. Like only smart people get this. That's I don't why get I it. think sometimes you have the reporters just kind of nodding they, along with yeah, Kamala. And they, and yeah. They act like they know. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's not yeah. gibberish. Yeah. And then as you get older and you get more confident, you just say, well, hold on a second. That right. doesn't make sense. Help me understand this. None of that makes sense. Right. I mean, it reads left or right. It's about, English, but I have no idea what how, all those words together mean. How about some specifics? What are you talking about? Yes. Right. Totally agree. Golly. All right. A lot of talk about Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. Reasons for it. 
Keith Olbermann. <laughs> Boy, does he know something about getting fired. Golly. ESPN, MSNBC, then back at ESPN, back at – I mean, he's been all over the place and yeah. now not employed. But he not only took a shot at Tucker Carlson, but also at Megyn Kelly, who was talking about – That's a big mistake. What happened. Yep. And Megyn Kelly would know she was at Fox. Big mistake. And so Megyn Kelly was alerted to that during her podcast, and, man, she called him out. I, there's nothing else I can say. You just got to hear this. Even uh, Keith Olbermann was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi. He also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker is going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's all I'm allowed to say about it. Uh, and as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. Uh, but the record's very clear that I left voluntarily because I wanted to raise my family. Boy, can you imagine those days when you're resenting the family a little bit? Mm -hmm. No one's behaving. I gave up $100 million for you. Yeah. A little appreciation would you be nice. You with that guilt, kids. Anyway, but she goes on. Something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and oh. you have no children. You have a cold, lonely life in oh. which you become a bitter, bitter man. Something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday I hope you have that pleasure, but I don't have high hopes it's going to happen. Okay. Wow. Got to be best takedown of 2023 so far. Man, that was the blowtorch there. Man. Oh. Holy fuck. Yes. Wow. It's like someone whispered in her ear, finish him. Wow. And that was it. All right. News <laughs> update straight ahead. Man. All right. The Marky Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Marky. David Van Camp off today family sick or he's meeting with Tucker Carlson we don't know which on a new venture that's Scott Robin nah I think he's sick or the family sick something he's helping out mm -hmm. um you know Biden had his first press conference today it was a pretty a long, long one too it went, went for like 20 minutes I think something like that yeah um I mean I have parts of the audio but I haven't heard it Oh, a responsible broadcaster would, would uh, listen uh, ahead of time ahead to of know time. what's going to happen because I don't want to bore you and waste your time. Right. But pff, never really thought too much about what everybody else would do. Do you want to play part of it? I don't care. Whatever you got. Let's go. I think is he still calling out individual people? To ask the questions, I think that's the way that's going. Still, like he's got the list. Yeah. Uh, somebody here could call it out. We will have visits, to ports visits of nuclear submarines and things. Yeah. I think the next question is Mary Bruce, ABC. <laughs> yes, Thank you, Mr. List. President. You recently launched your re-election campaign. Yeah. You've said questions about your age are legitimate. And your response is always, just watch me. But the country is watching. And recent polling shows that 70% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, believe you shouldn't run again. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Hey, now. That's ABC. That sounds like an actual real reporter. Watch me. Watch me. Wonderful whisper. What do you say to them? What do you say to those Americans who are watching and aren't convinced? You've said you can beat Trump again. Do you think you're the only one? I may not be the only one, but uh, uh, I know him well, and I know the danger he presents to our democracy. Here we go. And uh -huh. we've been down this road before. And with regard to... Uh, so to what was the danger? Yeah. When, <laughs> not really specific there. Okay. All right. 
to age, you know, and, and polling data. I noticed the polling data I keep hearing about is that I'm between uh, uh, 42 and 46 percent favorable rating, et cetera. And, uh, but everybody running for re-election in this time has been in the same position. There's nothing new about that. We're making it sound like Biden's really underwater. Dude, 70% of the people say don't yeah. run. Yeah. That's what she's talking about. Um, and uh, number one. Number two, when the same polling data asks whether they think what kind of job I've done, it gets overwhelmingly positive results. From who? From 58% thinking everything from the CHIPS Act and the, all, all the things we've done. You know, we've created... <laughs> you know, that damn CHIPS Act. <laughs> the CHIPS Act and all we've thrown done. into everything. In a couple of years, there's one. CHIPS Act. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if that's true everything or not, else. But anyway, okay. Yes. CHIPS Act and uh, all the things we've done. You know, we've created, like I said, we've created 12 million new jobs. No, you haven't. We've created 800,000 manufacturing jobs. No, you haven't. We have economic growth. Yeah, that's like asking men without uh, hats, how about your career? Well, it was all the hits. Yeah. You know, there was Safety Dance and all the other ones. Went to number one, you know. <laughs> all You know. We have economic growth moving. We're in a situation what? where the climate, we've invested more money and more help in dealing with the climate crisis than any Period. nation in the world. And so families are down $7,400 since you took Plus office, dude. When we talk about job creation, we talk about the jobs that went unfilled during the pandemic because people, oh, I don't know, couldn't go to work. Green energy. They went back to work. Knock it off with that stuff. Okay. Have you had enough? Or do you want to keep going? I just... It's up to you, man. I, my, There's other stuff. I've already got a pounding headache. I mean, I mean, suppose a few more seconds wouldn't matter, but they, if you okay. don't want to do it, I understand that, too. Uh, okay. Just Look, you know, think seconds. about what I inherited when I got Here elected. Okay, God. I inherited what? a nation in overwhelming debt at the time. Number one, what? in the hole for the four years that he was president, I inherited the, a nation that had... The economy was great before the pandemic, dude. Serious loss of credibility around the world. Yeah, you've, you've, America are you first. joking right now? <laughs> yeah. People walk all over us. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. I always ask David what the biggest story of the day is. What do you think, Scott? Well, I think it's the re-election uh, campaign that's been launched for uh, Joe Biden. I mean, that seems to be sucking up most of the headline space right now. You know what? Do you sense this? There is this feeling, and it's not for, I, I don't know how many people actually love Joe Biden, but certainly there are people that love Trump. Outside of those people, you get the sense just talking to people. It's this feeling of dread. Yeah. Like, here we go again, man. I know. Wow. I feel it. I mean, I feel it out there. You're hearing the same thing Absolutely. From yeah. All right. All right. We'll get to some other highlights from that presser. And then you have your top three of the day, the trifecta. Yep. Straight ahead right here. Good morning, the Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's Scott Robbins. Um, before we get to the trifecta, Joe Biden just had a press conference. Um, president of South Korea uh, is hanging out with Joe. They've been talking. <laughs> I like the way you said that, hanging out. Just you two know. buds, just hanging out. Well, I mean. Just sitting around the bar. 
to be honest, there is that little case of, well, documents leaked. We were spying on South Korea. Ooh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. No one's going to bring that up with a question, are they? Oh, we need the interpreter for that question. Yes. Did the recent leaks revealing that the U.S. was spying on South Korea come up at all in your discussions? And did President Biden provide you any assurances? Uh oh. With regard to that, we are communicating between our two countries and we are sharing necessary information. I believe that investigation is underway in the United States. So. Yeah. And? Various and complex variables are always in play. We need time yeah. to wait for the investigation results by the United States, and we plan to continue to communicate on the matter. Boy, that's some diplomatic speak. Yep, sure is. You gonna say, yeah, we were ticked off. What's going on? Supposed to be partners here, you know. By the way, when Biden was talking about all of his accomplishments... Now that he's running for president and the age thing, he can't even wrap his mind around that. That people would what? Think he's too old to be well, president? Well, it's legit, but boy, he's, yeah. you know, it's okay. not even, it's, nah. it doesn't feel it. Then he offered up. And those same polls you look at, you take a look at the polls, they're saying whether I pull together NATO and the European Union as well as Asian partners, I think we have. What? What was but, that again? But, Polling about how he's pulled NATO together with the Asian partners. What's that, that got to do with being 80 years old and running for president? And 70% of the people yeah, saying, well, man, I don't that dude shouldn't run. It has nothing to do with it. That wasn't the question. No. That's a bit of a deflection. Um, do you think the, the interpreter is interpreting back to the Korean, the South Korean president what Biden is saying? And if so, how do you say true Nadash double to pressure in Korean? Oh, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm confused. Mm, I'm, that's a big ask. There's got to be an interpretation somewhere because Biden is a second language. Yeah. Listen, yeah. man, yeah. you're asking for a lot there. I know. All right. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I think the interpreter has to be somewhat of a mind reader. I think so, too. Like, I think what he meant to say was this. Fill in right. the blanks, right? Because if the interpreter goes with exactly what Biden said, yeah. and, well, with your example, yes. he goes, you know, true, and interpersonal pressure. How, yeah. I, I can't even say it myself. It's How does that go? True into dash double to pressure, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, can we get a, can we get a spelling on that? I guess we got to sound it out again. Uh, our I don't listeners know have we can... spelled it out to me and brought it back to me, but there's been different spellings. Okay. Well, let me hear it again. Okay, all right. And then, because I, I think this will actually all right, okay, I'm ready. help if possible. All right. Go ahead. True international suffered to pressure. <laughs> yeah. True international suffered to pressure. True pressure. International but to pressure. And yeah. I would love to see the South Korean translator do, pull that one off. Yes. You know what? If you're actually interviewing for the job yeah. on the spot, interpret. Yes. Well, this. Brooklyn is governor and when he be pre-K. The pre-K. Pre-K to pre-K girl. I don't know. I don't know. If you could do that, man. That's why there should be two of them there. One yes. who speaks Korean and the other one who speaks Bidenese who can speak to the Korean in Bidenese to interpret back to the president of South 
uh, Korea. That would be helpful. That's that's the only way things get done around here. I think uh, I had marked one other clip that was you know probably worth playing, mm-hmm. um, at least from the presser today. Um, roll it. The reassurance is that it's overwhelming in our interest for Korea to do well. Yeah. No, it is. It's very much in America's interest that Korea do well in the Pacific. Very well. So as far as all good between you, I mean, have you talked about this spying on your ally sort of thing? Well, uh, it's reassurances because we want them to do well. In the Pacific? I think that's what he said. Hold on. The reassurance is that it's overwhelmingly in our interest for Korea to do well. No, it is. It's very much in America's interest that Korea do well in the Pacific. Very well. Yes. In the Pacific? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll be doing well. Close to the Atlantic. <laughs> we doing that. We don't wish them well there. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. Okay. Let's not even get into the Great Lakes. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? All right, Robin, you ready for your top yeah, three? Yeah, let's, let's roll. Let's do this. Do okay, Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, it's the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm KPK. Hey, buddy. How you doing? You doing all right? Good. You look good. Okay. I'm ready. All right, good. Okay. Okay. Three. Uh, Yeah, I was ready for you to ask, ask me, but you, David's not here. There we go. Um... Great state of Minnesota in the news today. Yeah. The great state of Minnesota is about to expand the def- definition of sexual orientation. And in the process, the great minds of the Democrat majority in the House of Representatives have decided to remove a provision that excluded pedophilia as a legitimate sexual orientation. Oh, my goodness. I'm not kidding about this. Pedophilia is about to be legitimized. Not legalized yet, but discrimination against pedophiles will now be prohibited if this bill becomes law. Okay, and what is the term? Do they have it in the story? Well, what term most of the controversy surrounding the bill is the provisions related to gender identity, uh, putting our human rights, quote, post quote, law into something more in line with the contemporary mores of the left. So oh all the gender gosh. gobbledygook will legally be affirmed. And, of course, anybody who wants to opt out of affirming crazy people will be turned in as targets of lawsuits and harassment. You remember? Was this eight years so ago? So pedophiles will be a protected class. Eight years ago, mm-hmm. people said this was coming. Oh, yeah. The old slippery slope. And most people are like, you're out of your mind. That's not going to be normalized. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you heard, you know, different professors at universities, minor attracted people. Right. What? Maps. Yes, we don't want to use the term pedophile anymore. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, it's harmful. More than pedophiles? Right, exactly. Well, no, come on. Unbelievable. We're getting closer and closer to number one. We'll keep an eye on that one for you, though. We definitely will. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number two. Uh, second story today would be burglar that was tunneling into a smoke shop. Albuquerque Police Department officers responded to a shooting call on Saturday, 430 in the morning, found the deceased burglar on the floor. The owner of the store said, I've been getting broken into right and left. So I decided I was just going to stay in the store that night. I heard somebody breaking in. I walked out, looked at him. The guy had a big hammer in his hand, and I shot him and killed him. Whoa. 
Done. Our friends in Albuquerque have been talking about that one. Yeah. So, and Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico police said, hey, this was him defending his turf. Yeah. Not going to bring any charges here. So. Digging the tunnel. Yeah. Tunnel up through the yes to get in. You think again, it's been said a million times, all that effort. Maybe something constructive, you know what well, I'm saying? there you go. And, and I'll tell you what, nobody will be breaking in anytime soon again. I almost guarantee that. Uh, you're right about that. And the yeah. countdown continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Texas Agriculture Commissioner issues new dress code based oh. on biological gender. Really? Uh-oh. <laughs> Memo went out April the 13th from the Department of Agriculture in Texas. It welcomes, quote, Western wear, but requires employees to dress according to their, in quotations, biological gender. This requirement is for all employees, including interns and contract workers. There is an exception for specialized service activity or events being concluded. This includes field work and agricultural and consumer production Export pens, facilities, related labor, and other similar types of specialized assignments. In other words, sometimes those people have to wear uniforms or other forms of dress, right, to do their yes. job. And they're going to go ahead and enforce this thing. It's, it's a dress code, and it's coming down. Now, of course, the usual suspects are on fire right now. Their heads are burning as we speak. <laughs> but he's like, I'm done with this. We're not doing this anymore. You don't go into a bank and the teller doesn't have pajamas and slippers on. My doctor doesn't work with a tank top and shorts. This is common sense. Not everything is about transgenderism. I know you'd like us all to believe that, but we don't. Dress like a man, dress like a woman, I don't care. But if the dudes start wearing a dress, out you go. That's hilarious. And there you have it. Yes. Yeah, my doctor had a tank top and shorts on. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Yeah. Uh, I did see this. Um, th- you know, not like huge news or anything like that. Um, but people were asked in this survey about their driving habits. And as it turns out, if you're a bad driver, what they consider to be a bad mm-hmm. driver, your parents were probably bad drivers too. Really? That it got passed down. Hmm. Yes, two-thirds of people who admit to bad driving, say they were raised by parents who were also bad drivers. Again, what they determine as bad drivers. Okay? So then you go on into the story. Some of the bad habits parents are most likely to pass down. Number one, speeding. Does speeding make you a bad driver, in your opinion? Well, the insurance company thinks so. I'm not asking them. I'm asking Scott no, Roberts. No, I, well, a bad driver? Yeah. It depends. I mean, if you're going to speed through a residential area or something like that, yeah. But if you're on the interstate going 90, I don't care. My only point is just because you may occasionally speed doesn't mean you're a bad driver. No, that's true. I suppose you're right by de- definition, yeah. However, yeah. think of the people you know that speed. Like if you're with them, they're going to go at least seven miles an hour over every time. Yep. Now think of the people that will always drive seven miles per hour lower than the speed limit. Yeah. Now, from those two groups of people, yeah. who are the worst drivers? I'll take Sledfoot over that one anytime. Yeah, yeah. my point. Also, road rage. Yeah. I, you, I could see where that sure. got passed down. Yeah. Yes. So your daughter's got road rage. You know, I haven't really ridden with her in a long, long time. I, I, so I don't know. I'm going to guess yes. Knowing my daughter, yes. 
Yeah, she told me a couple stories. About me? No, about herself. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she... It was years ago, but I, I would say, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, poor spatial awareness, like drifting into other lanes. Now, see, that's bad driving there. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I'm not a fan of that, no. Being a bad parallel parker. I'm terrible at that. I'll admit it. I don't do it. Have you always been or just since the heart attack? Uh, I want to say I always have been. I'm just, I'm just not good at it. Dude, it's like anything. You just practice yeah, it. Well, it's not I, that hard. Yes, I, I didn't. I, I circled the block then Did hour. you have to do it during a driving test? I'm sure I did. I must have because I pass. had to pass it somehow. Yeah. And then sudden moves like cutting people off. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, it's not good. But usually that runs in the family, apparently. Yep. So, yeah, all that's interesting. DNA is involved in everything. Yeah. I saw this update. White House struggling to salvage Kamala Harris' poor image ahead of 24 hours. <laughs> There's a report on that. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead, right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today. We'll see if he's back tomorrow, hopefully. A little sickness in the family. Mm-hmm. There's Scott Robbins. Randy Weingart, Teachers Union president. Yeah. Capitol Hill, man, she's ticking off some people today. Talking she's about school closures. Awful person. Oh, my she's, goodness. She's a terrible human being. Blaming awful the person. Trump administration. Yeah, she's oh. a piece of work. Yeah. I mentioned this well, headline. this will hurt her children. And when they, Wait a minute. Right. White House struggling to salvage Kamala Harris's poor image ahead of 2024 election. Saw this at Daily Wire. They got it from Axios reporting on the story. Um thing is, the Biden administration doesn't want to admit making a mistake naming her VP. Plus, there could be claims of sexism, racism, if they just drop her. Even though, I mean, as a president, Biden has, like, record low ratings. Hers yeah. are worse. Oh, yeah. So, as she has fumbled all these appearances, they are going to try again to rehab her image. How many go-rounds has this been? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they hired people, like, as far as speaking, to come across more naturally. She she can't. She's not capable. This you, is you know, not man, something you can fix. This was now decades ago. You used to program music stations. So did I. Yeah. And I remember two different times. And it was usually somebody might be a kid, somebody they knew. Hey, could you give them a part-time job on the weekend? Can you help them along? They'd like to be on the radio. Mm -hmm. And you go for a while and you realize their personality isn't quite there. They don't, they're not outgoing. They, mm -hmm. well, can you work with them? And you end up saying, well, I could make Shaq a better point guard than he is right now, but he's never going to be a great point guard. No, it's, no. it's not there. And Good with analogy. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah, it's true. You can't. There's nothing you can do here. I mean, it's not like she's some rookie politician. No, but she's been at this game a long time. It's different on the national stage. Well, no, but she's she been can, able to to pull that nonsense off. Yes, uh, and get away with it. Nobody ever stopped her. So here we are. And first day of the campaign. So, I think it's very important, mm. as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one. To see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where wow. we exist 
in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. Oh, God. Keep working on that crossover, Shaq. All right, let's get to Nimrod. <laughs> when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, we're running out of time. Got to make this fast. 62-year-old guy, Pennsylvania, Cameron Bell, pulled over. He stopped at an intersection where there wasn't a stop sign. Cops saw him, decided to see what the deal was. They pulled him over. He was a mess. Failed the field sobriety test. Had a half ounce of meth and baggie of crack in his sock. And he had no pants. He was arrested. Oh, boy. You need your pants. Yeah. That's Nimrod's in the news.